dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming
after eight o'clock. It's Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's time to start. It's time to have fun. Yeah, are we going to have fun tonight? Big fun. Yeah. This is the All Aries Get Rammed show. It is our birthday show that we do once a month. And this month, they're all Aries. I am not an Aries. I'm a Libra. So I get to make fun of Aries, I guess. I don't know. I hear that they're, you know, people that have strong opinions and... I have, I have no idea what star signs mean. I'm like, your star sign is Aries. What does that mean? That means exactly what it means, nice doggy. I feel the same way. My cat talks to me all the time. Get these motherfuckers inside. That's what we're saying. I know. Rough, rough. Get them in. It's rough when you're doing comedy. Ooh, there's another nice dog. It's because we have another nice doggy in the house. Mutiny Radio is very dog friendly. We we love we love all dogs. We love all bitches. It's all oh you're gonna be okay, nice doggy. She's barking and there's a tiny dog. Don't worry, tiny dog. Everything's gonna be okay. They wanna be friendly. They wanna have a dog. We're gonna have a dog fun time right now. All dogs having fun here at Mutiny Radio. We're gonna be doing an emergency dog meetup. It's here we go. It's a meetup of dogs. Look, they're all happy. Hello, we're dogs. Yay! S- let her sniff your butt. Yeah, that's how it works. Yay! Sniffing butts. Yay! That's like what normal comedians do to each other. They just have to sniff each other's butts, so that they know that no one's better than anyone else. We're all just dogs here to do jokes. It's fun. I wish, I I mean, I love dogs. They're like babies that you can't abort. (laughs) They're like babies that someone else aborted and then they just run around and you're like, I want to take that dog as my own. It's like the easiest way to adopt is a dog. No one wants to adopt a kid, but everyone wants to adopt a dog. It's fine. I think it's great. Uh, I have a a problem. I don't know. I don't have any problems right now, but the dogs are definitely looking at each other like they No, there's no problems between the dogs. Everything's cool. I don't have any jokes about dogs. I only have jokes about cats. I have a cat and I love my cat so much and my cat sheds like a motherfucker and so I want to take all of my cat's fur and then I want to take the other fur from when I shave him and I want to knit it into a sweater and I want to wear it. And then I want to take all my hair off the ground and I want to knit that into a sweater and I want to make my cat wear it. It's because I'm a crazy cat lady. Ha <laughs> in a new way you never thought of. I'm going to knit a sweater out of my own hair. Make my cat wear it. That's how we're working these days. I love my cat so much and I know that he loves me because he comes up next to me all the time and masturbates against me. I have this really great like fuzzy blanket thing that he just loves to like dick up against and he's been fixed for like 14 years but he still loves like uh uh and he'll come up to me and he'll be like doing this thing where he like shivers and shakes and he's like uh and I like flip him over and I get to see his little kitty crayon come out and it's so cute it's all red and darling and it's so cute and at the end of his kitty crayon I'll come like a little bead of wetness and I'll like look at it and I'll be like no no and then it slow motion drops to my comforter do you guys know what cat cum smells like <laughs> Nothing. I smelled it. It smells like nothing. Don't worry about your cat's cum. Don't worry about it. Uh, I love my cat, and I honestly know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend the other day, 
And my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. Meaning that my cat loves the shit out of me. Or women really do taste like tuna. (laughs) Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. (laughs) What I'm saying is if you've been playing with yourself for 42 years. (laughs) So my vaginal wings sort of look like Nemo, I have, I have one fin, oh my God. I wish that my vaginal fins looked as beautiful as Jesus, you better work. They, his, he is so sparkly and beautiful and I wish I could vajazzle one side to be like Jesus, you better work, but I cannot. One of the sides is too tiny, it's like a Nemo fin. It's a tiny, tiny little vaginal fin. The other one's really big and wonky, but one of them is very tiny. And I feel like that's where I get all my sexual prowess from, is my Nemo fin, like my, my one little fin that can't do anything. We're gonna follow it all, all the way to Australia. <laughs> I'm gonna follow my Nemo fin. That's where all my sexual prowess is from. It's from Australia. That or vodka, <laughs> that's the other thing. All of my sexual prowess comes from vodka, yay! I'm more of a whiskey drinker. What I really want to do, you guys, as an alcoholic, is I want to find an uncircumcised guy, and I want to pull up his dick, and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick, and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin, because I want whiskey dick for real. (laughs) Can I finally get it? It's twofold. Uh, One, I like... (laughs) Thank you. I like new and... (laughs) I'm so glad when people get that part of the joke. It's twofold. One, I like new, new and sexy ways to drink whiskey because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, and number two, you got to clean out all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? They got to clean that all out. The alcohol helps with that. It's so nice. Yay! Welcome to Pape Justice Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! We sing a little song. And if you know how it goes, sing along with us. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. This is when you cough. <coughs> God, I, I, I love that, uh, that Girl Scout cookies. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! We all do, and tonight all Aries get rammed! Yeah! As evidenced by our headliner, Jesus, you better work. He loves getting rammed more than anybody else I know. That's why he's a headliner tonight. You better work. But we'll be having fun until his time comes up when he's going to dance and sing for you. It is crazy. If you haven't seen Jesus, you better work. Holy shit, you are in for a show. Stick around because he's our last comedian of the night. You're going to love your first comedian, you guys. He used to be in the armed forces, even though some say that, you know, maybe the, maybe the Coast Guard isn't, it's true. He was really in the military. Uh, and and, and I, I don't mean to belittle that in any way because, wow, I mean, there are many ways to make money and anyone who's willing to have people tell them what to do to make money, I appreciate the <laughs> fuck out of that because I couldn't do it. You guys are gonna love your first comedian of the night. His birthday is an Aries birthday. Yeah. So you better be fucking happy birthday happy for your first comedian of the night. It's Christopher Harmio! Thank you. Yay! Thank you. 
It's this one, right? This one? Any one you want. Okay. I'm always con this is always the confusing part, which mic to take. I like, okay, is this one? Hello? Am I, is this? Is it this one? Is it coming out? Is it, is it, this is showing up on the radio, right? I guess yes. I don't, I don't really need, I don't need an amplifier in here. This is a small thing. How y'all doing? Doing good? Woo, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, um, I get, uh, so, let's see, uh, okay, I don't recognize it, but I remember, no, never mind. Okay, I get compliment, I get, I get weird compliments when I do, like, usually people do, like, crowd work and stuff. I get weird, like, I feel like people, like, usually, like, when I'm standing in comedy shows, they, like, talk to me. And I usually, they usually give me, like, a weird compliment or make a weird, weird gesture towards me. Like, oh, uh, uh, like, one guy said, like, hey, look at that guy looking all virile back there. And I was like, I was like, I, I, I don't know if that's a, I was like, that's nice. I, uh, I have, now have to go look up virile. I don't know what virile means. I, uh, sounds a lot like venereal, but I, uh, but no, the, no, this other guy asked, told, was like, it's always guys too. It's not, yeah, it's never, it's always guys. But anyway, uh, but it, this other guy like, uh, gave me a compliment and it made me feel good for a half a second. Cause he said, he said, Hey, look at that guy looking like a GQ model that let himself go. I, <laughs> But, uh, and I, all I could do is be like, hey, I, that's fair. That's fair. I like, I like pie. I, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I grew up in Utah. I, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a progressive guy. And actually, I feel like that's an accomplishment in Utah. Like, I mean, everybody has like a right wing uncle or aunt or cousin or whatever. But imagine like, that was everyone you knew. Like, oh, that's all your friends, that's all your family, that's just everyone you know. That's what living in Utah was like. And, you know, I mean, it, I, I have to admit, like, actually, I think, like, I start, I'm starting to think, like, actually, maybe that's why I'm progressive, because I actually, like, heard all the stupid arguments, and they just didn't make any sense to me, you know? Like, I, I, remember, I, I remember one uh, conversation I had with a buddy, and we were, we were talking about, like, you know, gay marriage. And he was, he's giving me the stupid reasons, like, the stupid reasons against it, like, it's tradition and, and, uh, you know, like, well, what's going to happen next? Are we going to marry our dogs? Are we going to marry my horse? I love my horse. Why can't I marry my horse? And I, and I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, I completely support your marriage between you and your horse. Just know I will be there for you. And I walked away. Yeah. But, um. But you know what? I mean, people like keep bringing they 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 use that that like like that that's going to bring down society. Did you know people actually do that already? People like marry objects and their pets and stuff already, and everybody just kind of goes, "That's weird," and goes about their day. That doesn't do anything. Like there was a there was a guy who married his video game console. There was a woman who, yeah. Oh, you're you're you're, you're for that. Are you a gamer? No, just it, that makes him happy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. But no. Uh, there was, a, there was a woman who married the Berlin Wall because she wanted to have a husband that wasn't afraid to come down. Oh. Uh, I, I know that joke isn't funny. I just, that's for me. I like that joke. But no, he, uh, but, you know, and there's, I mean, all sorts of weird things. Like there was a, there was a guy who married his dog. There was another, uh, there was a woman who married the Eiffel Tower. I mean, and my girlfriend's going to get mad at me because she caught me with a jar of honey and the dog one time, <laughs> one time. I mean, the dog's wagging his tail. My taint has never smelled sweeter. I mean, who's getting hurt in this situation? That's what I want to know. Dogs aren't supposed to eat that much honey. <laughs> oh, good, good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Now you tell me. Now you tell me. Have you ever told a joke and immediately regretted it? Is that? No. Anyway. But, um... 
I have to do my drifters. Okay, Berlin Wall, sweet, sweet taint. Um, <laughs> is that the name of that joke? Yeah, that's the <laughs> I think that's the funniest part of the thing is the, the names of my, my bits. Okay, but I like a lot of, I like like hero movies. I like movies, everybody into movies. I like movies. Um, and I like, I like like old like hero movies, like even the old 80s ones. But the one thing that drive me nuts about the 80s ones is there's always a scene that really is shitty. They always have the scene where the bad guy's caught the good guy and the bad guy says to the good guy, you know it's a shame you should have to be destroyed. You could, however, join me. And what does our hero always say? What does this asshole always say? I will never join you! I will die, yeah, I'd rather die than join you. Yeah, Pam is correct, I'll never join you. I'm like, I'm like fucking play along, man. Like what? Like, like the world's at stake. I mean, it's all right to fib if the world's at stake. I mean, the, the, I mean, like yeah, like, like yeah, just say hey, join evil. I'd love to do it. Let's like yeah, like I was waiting for you to ask. Let's get me out of these chains. Let's get some hookers and fuck shit up. Let's do this. And when he turns his back, give him a bow and save the world. I mean, I mean that's how that's how other people. That's how I mean that's how real people do it. That's how like undercover cops and spies. I'm not saying they fight for the forces of good. I'm just saying it's an example. But no, they um. But no, like, like there was actually a story about a guy named uh, George Smedley Butler. He was a, he was like a World War One hero, and he, uh, and the, after World War Two, I guess a, guess a bunch of rich guys got together and they wanted to mount an insurrection in America, and they tried to recruit George Smedley Butler to help him. And did he go like, oh, I'd rather die than join you? No, he he went, oh, overtake America sounds great. Tell me all about it. And then he proceeded to shut that shit down from the inside. Because that's how it's done. That's how real heroes do it. And that's why today America isn't ran by a bunch of rich assholes. <laughs> sort of, sort of. I <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let me see. Oh, they made, did everybody hear that they made the, uh, they made a musical to the color purple? Did anybody hear this? It's, yeah, yeah, they did. I know. It's it's. A, have you, has anybody seen that movie? It's a pretty. You haven't seen the I've movie. I've seen the color purple. I haven't seen the musical. Yeah. Oh yeah, the movie. That's what I meant. But it's a pretty. It's a pretty heavy movie. It's a pretty heavy movie. You know, it's it has a the main character gets raped by her father, gets sent off to an abusive husband. You know, just a just a movie that was crying out to be put to music and told the magic of song. I mean, just completely. <laughs> I. No, I mean, but it, I mean, it opens up a lot of other possibilities for other you know, mu musicals, you know, like, I mean, maybe we'll get like a Schindler's List the musical eventually, you know? I'm making Pam happy. I'm, I, that's, that's, oh, I a, love it. That's, a, that's, a, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Children yeah, um, in the porta singing songs, I love it. All right. What? Oh, in purple, in, in the color purple. Okay. No, in Schindler's List. Oh. The kids hide in the, in the bathroom. You, they don't die. They go into the porta potties and they hide in the shit. That's hey, that's a that's a life determination story. I mean, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, definitely good. Good for them. Good for them. I uh, but anyway, I was. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've never seen Schindler's List. I'm not. I I just understood a lot of. A lot of people died. He saved some people with a train. I was like, I kind of get the gist. I don't know. I, I, it seemed like a lot. I, I saw. I mean, I saw like the beginning of it, and I saw somebody shoot a bunch of people, and I was just like, this is, you know what? I yeah yeah. The Holocaust was bad. I get. I get. <laughs> I got. I got. I got. I get the gist of it. Um. But uh. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can take this back to my joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I veered way off. But no, no, it's maybe we'll get like Schindler's List the musical, you know? That'll, that'll be great. That'll be a, you know, I've already thought of a musical number for it. Like, uh, we're off to the ovens, we're off to the ovens. Ethnic genocide really sucks. Ba dum dum dum. Or you know what? What musical I'm really rooting for is Human Centipede, the musical. Oh no! <laughs> no. Well, I have I have a musical score for that too. Um, that that one just basically goes, I'm so sorry. That's the musical. Number. I, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, I'm so, or seen it. Actually, I, keep it that way. There's still hope for you. No. It's too late for the rest of us. I um, I you never seen that movie? Well, you no, you I know. Have it. It changed my life and it's I never. I never, I, see it. I, I, never I never saw it. I just had my friend explain it to me, and I really regretted it. I was just like, I'm really sorry you explained that to me. I mean, I feel like like every generation has their like horror stories, like tragic events they remember. Like for my grandparents, I think it was like, you know, Pearl Harbor, my, for my mom, like the assassination of JFK. For my generation, I have to think it's 9-11 in the day the plot to Human Centipede was explained to me. That's what I, that's what I have to, I'm just making Pam happy. That's all, that's, that's the only person I make, that's, that's all, and that's all that matters, right? You're, what, I got one more minute, okay. Anyway, um, ah, train of thought completely lost. I, uh, no, the maybe I'll ah I don't know okay that you know what that'll do it I'm, I I'll, I made Pam happy that's all I oh, that was my entire goal. <laughs> Chris Armio, happy birthday to him! Yay! He had jokes about two movies he's never seen. Yay! So in Schindler's List, the children hide in the toilets and people shit on them and then they survive. That's nice. And in Human Centipede, no one should ever watch that movie because I will never be the same after watching that movie. Just don't see it. It's the worst movie that ever made you think about a movie again and again and again. Have you seen, have you seen the Human Centipede? Don't see it, don't do that. Oh my God, they made more than just the first one? No, no, no. That first 300 dog, that's when they should have stopped the movie, was at the beginning. <laughs> it's so bad, I'm not even gonna say what it is. Don't. It's the worst thing ever. Uh, you know what? We're going to go from the worst thing ever to the best thing ever. Your next comedian is a hilarious lady. You look so lovely today. God, you're so skinny. You're such a skinny, pretty lady. And uh, what a love. I, you are. She just had a birthday on the 31st of uh, March, which is the same birthday as Al Gore. And they're, did I steal your, I'm sorry. I just stole her jokes. I'm sorry, she'll make them better. You guys are gonna love her. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Sabrina Miller. Oh my God, is this on right here? Am I coming through loud and clear? Such a rookie thing to say, how dare me. Um, so, like, I have been so stressed out. There's so much shit going on in my life that I actually took a Xanax. I haven't taken a Xanax in over a year. Xanax, yay! Which means, <laughs> it's like I actually had to write st shit on my hand. I've never done that before. So, this is the perfect title for the show. All areas get rammed, and then some. Some of us, some of us without lube. That's what's been going on lately. But that's, that's why I'm happy to be here to forget about all the shitty things in my life and just to like have fun with you guys, make you laugh. So without further ado, let's start things off 
All right, I'm going to start off with an impression. And maybe you might be able to guess who it is. All right. Loosen up a little bit. Seriously, Sabrina, stand-up comedy? Like, what are you thinking? Why can't you just be transgender? That is an impression of my dad, believe it or not. <laughs> and, and the fucked up thing is, that's a step up. It's a step up from, why couldn't you just be gay? Well, geez, I'm, I'm sorry all those years of like experiencing horrible ma mental anguish from being in the wrong body is inconveniencing you. Wow, shame on me. Such a selfish person I am. Well, like Pam said, I just celebrated a birthday on March 31st. Yay. I'm glad someone's excited about it. I, I am not very excited about it. I just turned 38, if you can believe that. I, I, don't, I don't feel 38. I, I cannot believe I'm going to be 38. And, and I'm so close to 40. God damn it, it's like creeping towards me like a muni bus on Van Ness in rush hour. It's like, it's over the hill somewhere. It's somewhere. It's coming. It's coming. Like the unnecessarily slow dipping mechanism. It's coming, baby. Now, so I'm 38, and when I tell people, they're like, they're kind of surprised. Like I was telling one of my girlfriends, she's, and she's like, no way, no way, Sabrina. It's like, I thought you were 25, 27, tops. It's like, what is your secret, girl? And I'm like, it ain't just sunscreen, let me tell you. Now, I'm gonna share a piece of wisdom with you. Now, there is a two-step process to youthful skin in your late 30s. Step number one, be born in the wrong body. <laughs> First step. <laughs> step two, yeah, pretty easy. Just immerse yourself in gender dysphoria because there is nothing like a daily de depression facial before you transition for about a quarter century to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. <laughs> yeah, poor woman's facial because apparently, apparently this is the rule, a shit ton of depression is worth about three units of Botox. So I said thank you, universe, for uh, letting me get carded last night and also fuck you. You got I got carded. Yeah, I got carded, baby. Yeah, you did. In a dimly lit bar. <laughs> no, it still felt good. It still felt really good. I was really close, so, okay, it counts. It really counts. Um, so I said I'm 38, so I want to say, so my skin is like 20-something. It's like buttery, like Barbara Streisand skin, like butter. But my boobs, and here's one of the biggest perks. The girls are only like three years old. Yeah, because I didn't start transitioning until I was in my early 30s. And uh, my vajayjay, even younger. Yeah. So when one of my girlfriends asked me how one of my hot dates went, I can be like, well, he took me to this pizza place. He treated me to the finest pizza EBT can buy. And uh, we really hit it off. We hit it off. We went back to his place, to his SRO. I'm a cheap date. And like, you know, like, yeah, one thing led to another and that glorified walk-in closet. And it's like, oh my God, it was so amazing. I never knew statutory rape could be like this. Aww. Technically it is. Experienced penis going into a preschool aged vagina. <laughs> now you guys will never, ever forget that. That I said that. Edgy as fuck, Sabrina. Wow. Yes, I know, right? Wow. Hard to believe. 
So I'm rocking way more than that whole librarian with a fuckable face look. <laughs> That's my look. That's right, like, I lure him in with my innocence. It's like, oh, she's so sweet. And then it just like, bam! <laughs> That's part of my routine there. Um, this is really going by fast. I'm really moving down my hand. Um, yay for Xanax. Um, so some of my sisters, some of my trans sisters, they want the complete female experience. And I am talking complete. And this includes simulating a period. Yes, this is a thing. I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, no thanks. I mean, like, I'm gonna go online and purchase a period panty kit, also a thing, and shove blood packets up my vajayjay and do extreme kegels, or whatever the fuck YouTube tells you to do. It's like, no, because the last time I checked, wages ain't exactly keeping up with feminine hygiene product inflation. They are not. That's right. A box of tampons, that's like two vanilla chai lattes down the drain right there. <laughs> I like my lattes. I don't want to cut back. I start my morning every morning with a perfectly prepared 120 degree one. No exceptions. Period. God damn it. Because you know what they say. The best part of waking up ain't pulling a tampon out of your twop. That's a new slang word I just invented. If Shakespeare, Shakespeare can do it, why not me? Yay! That's right. That's right. Twop, 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 whatever. You're right. <laughs> um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, should I talk about vagina maintenance? Should I talk about Yes, I should. I haven't talked about that in a while. Very important to talk about. So you cisgender people know about it. Sorry to label you like that. But um, let me tell you something. <laughs> vagina maintenance is way more involved than penis maintenance. Like, say goodbye to the quick washcloth wipe down the whole Mexican shower. It's like, say goodbye to that. Because when you don't have the natural cleaning fluids down there and lubricating fluids like genetic women do, you know, sprucing up the vajayjay is like way more involved. We're talking like getting the squeezy bowl portion of a turkey baster clean involved. Getting up in there. Got a gotta clean that thing every day um no actually no that's too easy no too easy it's more like washing out a garlic press all right show of hands who knows what a garlic press is show of hands we got one two three anybody over here four i know you know what a garlic press is <laughs> i'm getting there i'm getting there uh, for those of you who don't know a garlic press presses garlic I'm such a smart ass. And it has the two handles with a little flippy bit in the middle with all the holes, like a tiny colander. It's like a comparable amount of surface area for all the bacteria to nest in all the nooks and trannies, I mean crannies. Xanax. And, but like, at least now I finally know like why before I transitioned, I only had like two urinary tract infections in 30 years, that's all, it was luxury. But holy shit, like nowadays I spend a whole lot more time in the over-the-counter aisle at Walgreens searching for the best bargain on orange pee. Because orange pee equals not peeing razor blades. And uh, you want to know the major risk factor for a urinary tract infection? Other than wearing Victoria's Secret date underwear you just charged to your credit card? Being a woman. Yay! What a bonus. What a bonus. I wasn't, I was trying to do a, a Pam yay, but that didn't work really well. Mm, Jesus, can I stay awake here? Oh, let's see. 
Well, you know what? I want to tell a non-trans joke here. Um, has, has anyone here used the new bathroom on the concourse level at the Westfield Mall? Anybody? No one has? It's a beautiful bathroom, gleaming tile, shiny fixtures, doesn't smell like piss yet. And um, I remember like, I was walking by to the food court, didn't realize, realize it was open. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the short line. I was like, yes, because I was doing the pee-pee dance. And urinary procrastination, sorry, I'm an adult. And so I'm waiting in line. And, you know, the, it was the usual thing, women's bathroom on the right, men's bathroom on the left. And there was, I was like, wait a minute, there's something a little different. And the thing was, there was no wall separating the two bathrooms. There was just a line of sinks. Like, it was like his and her sinks. And I'm like feeling really uncomfortable. I'm like, you know, I don't want to be in the stall and, where like any random guy can just like walk by and kind of like peer in and look in. And what if there's a problem with the lock on the door? What if the door like, you know, like swings open like when I have my panties down around my ankles and my skirt like, you know, hiked up. And so I'm thinking, after I pee, I am going upstairs to the concierge desk. I am going to, you know, fill out a complaint. And then I start thinking, you know what? It's like, fuck yeah, Westfield, right on. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump and him rescinding the transgender bathroom guidelines. Yeah. That's right. All right, cool. But here, here's another bonus. I mean, like who needs dating apps to meet someone? You can just go to the bathroom and meet people at the sink. Just imagine how much more interesting engagement party stories are going to become. It's like a toast, a toast to Bob and Arlene. May they experience many years of happiness. It's like, oh yeah, Bob, Arlene, why, why don't you tell the story of how you guys met again? And um, Arlene's like, well, I had one too many mochaccinos and Bob had eaten a little bit too much Indian food. And if it wasn't for his irritable bowel syndrome, I don't think we ever would have met. I guess that's it for me, right, Pam? I was going to tell one more joke, but that's my time. Back to your host, everybody, the fabulous Pam Benjamin. Sabrina Miller, everyone. Meet her in the transgender, in the bathroom where we don't take about genders anymore. Yay! All bathrooms are good bathrooms. I even throw my cat poop into my own toilet so I don't even know it's like a trans species bathroom at my house I'm like I let cats go in my toilet so like I want to train a cat to actually go in the toilet so then I'm like ah all bathrooms are pointless if cats going in the bathroom yeah I'm sorry pussies love pussies Let's grab, it's, it's time to grab the pussy. You always have to ask a cat permission before you pet it, yet you can grab a pussy anytime you want. How is that? I don't understand how that works. <laughs> because if you ask, if you pet a cat without permission, they'll just bite you. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so easy how that happens. Your next comedian, it's next on the list, I gotta see from here. Your next comedian on the Aries show, oh, I know who it is. He's a super funny guy. Uh, I mean, make eye contact with him right there. Oh, he wears glasses and he's tall and he's funny. And then one of my favorite things about him is that he, and I don't want to out you, but like you don't read gay. Do you know what I mean? Like when, like I, tons of women would be like, who's that hot guy at the bar? And then you'd have to be like, well, but I, it took me like four times of meeting him to be like, oh, wait. I did, I, and again, I didn't mean to out you. You just don't, you just don't. I just didn't even. Hey, everybody, I'm really excited for your next comedian. He's going to make you laugh. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm like, trying, it, just, it just confuses me because I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, it's Mike Gillerman. Yay! Yeah. Oh, 
So two things so far. I love how tonight Pam has decided to step on everybody's jokes before she introduces anybody. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. And I also love performing at Mutiny Radio because I always feel like I'm in rehab for people who listen to Black Flag. Like I really... <laughs> You're awake. You were kind of like asleep earlier, so I thought maybe she's yeah. r- relapsing. I wasn't sure what was happening with that. <laughs> so I guess we should address the fact that I'm gay, maybe, because... I mean, I, I guess you guys saw Jesus, and you're like, oh, he's the similar thing. That's got to be very similar. Those two are very similar. Yeah, you have, you have two gay guys, because uh, we only come in pairs. That's how the shit works. We're like testicles. When you see one, you're going to see another one. That's just how it works. Uh, and you know what? I was going to do this joke, but I'll start with this one for you. Pam, how about that? Uh, I am a gay dude, but I've noticed something. When women are drunk, you love to hit on me. Shit happens all the time. I was talking to a girl at a bar, and she's like, oh my God, you are so cute. Do you have a girlfriend, and if not, why? I was like, are you flirting, or what the fuck's happening here? And I wanted to let her down easy, so I was like, I'm actually gay, and she's like, really, you're gay? Damn it, you're my type. (laughs) Do you want to try, girls? Because I'll give it to you. And I could tell, oh, I need to be more forceful. So I was like, oh, thanks for giving it to me. Uh, gunnery gift it, lady. Like, what the fuck? I'm not Mortal Kombat. You can't unlock my vagina character. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you'll give it to me? Get over here! <laughs> this happens all the time, Pam. Ladies, hit on me. Stop it. Stop Beautiful, stop hitting on me, okay? Because here's the thing, you had your chance. I dated girls till I was 22 years old. You weren't hitting on me back then. And let me tell you something, ladies, if you had, uh, I wouldn't be gay. (laughs) And let me be clear, I'm not saying it's a choice, you're born your sexuality, I'm saying sometimes it's about your options, people. I struck out all the time. My brain said, you know what hurts less than talking to girls? Butt stuff. We're doing that instead. <laughs> Look at that dude. He literally just almost spit out his drink. He's like strumming my pain with his fingers. <laughs> One time. Oh, and by the way, dude, if you're curious, uh, it actually is. It's, it's, it's way less painful than talking to girls. It really is. Yeah, well, yeah, just telling you, like, just so you know, because a lot, it's 2017. You are, you just don't realize it yet, because uh, that's what straight is these days. Uh, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm straight unless I'm, like, drunk or in college or it's Tuesday. That's what it is, guys. That's straight in 2017. But if you're curious, just so you know, uh, taking up the butt, this is how I tell people, Brady, if you're curious, uh, it's like applying Icy Hot to a sore muscle. <laughs> it hurts at first, you start to regret it, and then right when you can't take any more... Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Oh, just cures whatever ails you. (laughs) Right, ladies? Because you're doing it now for some fucking reason. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, Pam mentioned it. I am a tall man. I'm six foot six. And I hate it. Not a fan at all. Because my height puts me in some awkward situations. Like, uh, for example, uh, just once, I want to take a dump in a Target restroom, stand up, 
not see the guy in the next stall. <laughs> yeah, because he's never thrilled. He's never like, oh, howdy, neighbor. You seem cool. Want to grab a croissant? No, he's like, what the fuck? And then he grabs his junk because he thinks I'm a pervert with a really specific fetish. All right, and let me tell you something, fellas, by the way, I'm gonna look every time. Because how often can you watch someone poop with a bird's eye view? This is the closest I'll get to flying. This isn't a simulation, this is live, in person. This is everybody poops in 3D. That's what's happening. That's the first joke I ever wrote, and I just rewrote it all the way. So there you go. Yay! 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 Here's something I'll tell you. I'm new to San Francisco. That's why most of you don't know who the fuck I am. Uh, I moved here from New York City, and uh, it's a very expensive place. Very expensive. I had to leave New York because they raised my rent $500. Yeah. You know what that's called? Irony. A gay Jew got priced out of a New York apartment. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. And I know my black and Latino friends, like they felt bad for me, but they didn't feel that bad. They don't I know they were like, dude, we're sad to see you go, we are. Uh, but you lived in Harlem. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> uh, gentrification jokes, is this a little too hard for you guys, really? That's, we learned about transgender vagina, but this is too much for you guys? All right. <laughs> gonna call you out on your shit. Uh, I've been doing this a while. Uh, but yeah, so I try to stay. I try to stay in New York City. I tried and I just, I couldn't. I, uh, I, did, I, did, I did couch surfing. I subletted. But I couldn't find a place because I didn't have a job. This is what I do for a living because why I'm here getting pot brownies as a payment on a Friday night. And because uh, I don't make good choices in my life. <laughs> And uh, I, did, I tried to stay, but I couldn't do it. And so at one point, I was actually in a Harlem homeless shelter. Wow. Yeah. You know what was worse, Pam? I looked around and I realized, oh my God, I am the only white person here. So I am gentrifying a homeless shelter. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know, Harlem already gentrified. So I looked like I was finishing the job. Oh. I looked like I was like... Homeless shelter? Oh, no, 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 no. This is an Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Just doesn't know it yet. Are you guys not having fun? Are you, are you not enjoying it? I love you. You are Because okay. some of you seem really uncomfortable right now. And... Um, this is what I've noticed about comedy in 2017. I'm just sick. I'm sick of sensitive crowds. I'm sick of you people being so... I'm, I'm done. I don't do it. I don't accept it. So let me tell you this, right? If you don't like anything that happens tonight... Comedy is like butt sex. If you don't have a good time, I still will. Oh! Fair enough. Got the DJ, got the DJ fucking going for me here. Got the DJ going for me. Um, so here's something I'll talk about because I don't really, I talk about being gay sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, I hate how trendy gay is now, can I be honest? I fucking hate it. I hate how trendy it is. I miss when gay was seedy. I do. I miss when being a gay man was seedy. When I, could, when I could be hooking up with some stranger in a restroom, look down, realize I don't know his name, I'm probably making my mom cry, and then come even harder. Oh, my God. 
I'm telling you, you want a good orgasm? Disappoint your family. That's all you have to do. I hate the gay is trendy now. I fucking hate it, man. Because it's just so weird. It's like, it's like every reality show has a gay character now. If you make a homophobic joke, we'll kick you out of society. What the fuck? Like, dude, when I was growing up, gay was so unaccepted. I didn't tell my mama I was gay. I told her I was bi because I thought it would soften the blow. Aww. Yeah, and if you're curious, it doesn't. No parent hears bisexual and goes, oh, thank God, it's part-time. Never happened, guys. My mom didn't call up her friend like, Sharon, great news, great news. No, no, you know how we thought Michael was gay? No, he's bi. Yeah, yeah, he only does dudes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Hey, he wanted me to ask, your daughter's single, right? Great, pick her up on Tuesday. Didn't fucking happen. No, you know what happened? Do you know what happened? She was angry. She was upset. And she was surprised. She was so surprised, she said, put a carrot in your butt. It's the same sensation. I don't know, Pam, because I'm not as freaky as my mom, apparently. Put a carrot in your butt. It's the same sensation. I was like, Mom, did you just one-up my coming out? Did you really just do that? Did you turn this into a game of Texas Hold'em? Where you're like, oh, I'll see you're liking dudes, and I'll raise you loving vegetables. Did you really just do that shit? I have friends who have been disowned. Let me tell you something. They got off easy. I would much rather you kick me out of the house than tell me how you know that, Mom. Fucking tell me. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what's that? Oh, your parents won't speak to you anymore? Oh, you were cut out of your dad's will? My mom's safe word is wascally wabbit, motherfuckers. Okay? I don't feel bad for you. Uh, one more? All right, great. Um... I don't know what I should leave you on. I don't have any fucking clue. Uh, I have so many like one line, like big jokes. Um, I'll do this one. I haven't done this. I don't think you've heard me tell this one, Pam. I love this one. Um, so I, uh, I don't do drugs. Besides weed, I don't do drugs. No. <laughs> but I don't drink, so I actually can use tonight's payment as opposed to use most shows where I'm just like, thanks for this fucking piece of paper I'll just throw in the trash. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I don't do drugs. I don't because here's the thing. Drugs make you do things you're not comfortable with and I can't relate to the experience. Like, dude, are you straight? I just told you, 2017 straight. I just exhibit A, motherfucker. Exhibit A. Icy hot. Try it. Okay. Um, but all right, so you, every once in a while? We don't have time to get into it. So you're straight. You're straight. You've never had sex with a guy, right? No. College counts. Never? Not one time? Okay, and you don't want to, even though you're looking at me. Yep. I'm not offering. I'm just saying, like, I'm attracted. All right, never mind. Um, so for you to service a dude, it would have to be this really drastic situation, right? Like, like you're a heroin addict. You've run out. You have no money. And now you're on your knees, and you're staring at your dealer zipper like... <gasps> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You need a crippling drug addiction. I need wheat thins, dude. Do you see my point? <laughs> really? Rock bottom? I've done that for an iPhone charger. Do you know how many dudes I've blown for no drugs? All of them. Every single one. Because I don't do it for a prize. I do it for the love of the game. All right. Thank you guys very much. Bye. Mike Gillerman, sucking dick for the love of the game. Yeah. Love it. I don't suck dick anymore. Because I don't have to. That's good. That's actually like an Alyssa Westerland joke, but I totally embody it as myself. I don't have to anymore. It's really nice. Maybe if he takes a shower more than once every six days, I might get down there, you know. But I don't. I only shower once every five days too, so I don't expect him to do any business downstairs because it's it's scary, my friends. Uh, your next comedian is one of the scariest motherfuckers I've ever seen on stage. He actually has a roast next week that's going to be at Brainwash. I hope he wears his tiny, tiny shorts. He's wearing pants today, but when he wears his tiny, tiny shorts, he's got this really amazing, like, birthmark on his leg that I think, like, is where all of his comedy prowess comes from. I think it might actually be the soul of, like, some reincarnated alien from another dimension that has taken up resonance in your leg and it tells you how to accept the alien wavelengths. Anyways, his jokes have been very, very funny recently and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy his comedy as much as I do. No, really, he's been killing it lately. I hope he does so tonight. Not like I'm setting him up, but you really have been killing it lately. Everybody, put your hands together for Brady Hall! Yay. I love Pamtastics. I've been coming here since it was an open mic. Uh, it's good to know that my birthday falls on the right day this year to get booked on Pamtastics. <laughs> I'm an Aries, April 18th. Two days away from the big day, Hitler's birthday. Yeah, he's also an Aries. I'm just kidding. It's weed day. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Nobody celebrates Hitler's birthday by smoking weed. Hey, I enjoyed the payment tonight. Um, it's about uh, 47 minutes deep into my stomach, and uh, we're enjoying the ride so far, you guys. Uh, originally, I, I said, edibles? Nah, I don't need that. Uh, they don't work on me anymore. I dab. That's how high my tolerance is. And then someone's like, nah, man, give Pam's edibles a chance. So 47 minutes in, we'll see how we're doing by the end of the night. I still have to take a shower. Let's see what happens um, before work tomorrow. I'm pretty hold. I like to smoke a lot of weed, you know, and drink a lot of water. Uh, that's right. I like to stay hydrated, hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> you guys dab? Anybody dib dabble in a da dab? You're a dabbler? I like to dab. Uh, you know, I like my dabs hot and pink, just like I like my, my pussy. You know, but you got to let your dabs cool down. But if you let your pussy cool down, she's out the door, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think this crowd isn't, isn't into pussies. Um, <laughs> She's 
She's really into pussies. You know, that's funny, though. Uh, I had those shorts, but then they were stolen because I, ha- I live in my car, you know, and uh, two birds, one stone. Somebody broke into my house and my car at the same time and stole my Samsonite luggage, also known as my dresser. Um, but, you know, what can I say? You know, I had to start from the ground up. These these pants, they're all uh, button fly. What I learned about button fly is, uh, you know, you have to plan out uh, when you're going to pee because you can't be like, and then go. It's just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, now you can go. So, uh, all right, just thought of that on the spot. I'm Brady Hold. I saw a baby the other day. Uh, this woman was talking gibberish to this baby. She was all like, And I'm like, lady, you should not speak gibberish to that baby. You're going to scar it for life. She's like, look, this baby's bilingual. You're an idiot. And I was like, enough of this. Sayonara, suckers. Got rid of those guys. I canceled my Netflix account recently. I can't even chill! I binge watched one final show though before uh, canceled. You guys watch Narcos? It's about Pablo Escobar. I had to know how it all ended. So, uh, spoiler alert: end of season two. Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> but you know, then uh, recently I reactivated my Netflix because I heard Dave Chappelle was back on it, and then uh, I watched that. It was good. And then Iron Fist, that was really good. I binge watched the whole thing. I binge-watched it so much, I threw up! Iron Fist wasn't that good. Kind of the most disappointing of the Marvel Netflixes. But can't wait for Defenders. Okay, cool. I'm Brady Hold. Um, how deep am I in? What are, what are we talking here? Like, All right. Let's get deeper into the mind of Brady Hold. Who is this Brady Hold? I'll tell you who I am. I have a bacon tattoo right here. Because I... Because I like my bacon wrap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, do you lift? The lift pro? You know what I've noticed about lifting? You can put up a really good number. They're like, what do you lift? 130, 150, 120, 200, 510? You know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But how's your form? How's your form? Those three words throw anybody off. They're like, God damn it. Now I have to videotape myself, wear a belt, all this stuff, just because some guy who's Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad told, asked me how my form was. Brady Hold. Okay, you guys, uh, is anybody meditating here? Anybody, you know? Okay, yeah. Feels like a very spiritual crowd, you know? I can feel your aura coming off of you. I, uh, I like to meditate, but when I do, I like to sit peacefully, you know, and focus on my breath. And as my thoughts arise, I like to acknowledge them. And it goes a little bit like this, like a... Oh, you are alive on 93.7 The Home. That's right. We are coming to you tonight inside your own mind. Have you ever wanted some cerebral serenity? Well, get ready to take the drop into the divine today. Were you ready to search inside yourself? Well, get ready for these results because they are coming at you at ludicrous speed. Get ready for inner sanctuary, peace, and divinity. 
What's this? We've got a thought popping up here on the Divinity Drop. Go ahead, thought. Take it away. Beep, 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 beep. Hi, I just wanted to ask, was that a regular mustard or deli mustard we had on that uh, turkey club we had yesterday? Because uh, it's Yellow Shirt Wednesday at the office, and I can't decide what to wear. All right, looks like to answer this question, we're going to have to take a deep dive into the archives. Deep dive! All right, long-term memory, what have you got for us? Oh, I'm sorry, bro. It's just you've been smoking weed the last eight years, so... Horseradish! Looks like that's going to have to be an acceptable answer here for you want three point seven the oh. What's this? We have another thought popping up here, and the video drop on three point seven the oh. Go ahead, thought, take it away. Hi, long time subconscious dweller, first time thought. Just, just wanted to ask, could we be gay? Okay, we are acknowledging all thoughts here on 93.7 The Ohm. We are not zooming past this on a distant third rock from the sun at 93,000 miles an hour. We go floating along, and we can't even... Breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ohm! Because <laughs> I hear meditation really helps you figure out who you are. Yeah. This one too. What if I just like switch like mid like Oh man, what if it's like all right, this this one's where I do funny stuff and this one's where I do like unfunny stuff and that's my excuse. That's my excuse. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady Hold. Um that's who I am. I'm sorry I pissed off the dog. I'm I'm usually a friend to all animals, so uh Oh man. This is where we're going to check in with him. He's... Aww. Yeah. Aww. This is the best part of my set. Thank you, guys. We just want to make sure she's good. I, uh... Yeah. My crack, my pussy, and my back. What? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm actually pretty hairy. You guys, uh... I'm pretty old. I like to have sex. Do you guys like to have sex? Yeah, I like, but you know, I usually pay for it because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I do live in the car, but you know, all that money I save on rent, I just blow it on hookers. What can I say? Sorry, not sorry. Trying to stop, not really trying to stop, but you know, what can I say? I'm Brady Hold. I <laughs> but you know, as I start to have sex with the hookers, you take, you know, you got to take sexual health very seriously, as with any, any, any sexual encounter. So when the hooker begins to roll the condom onto my penis, it takes me back to my childhood. Aww. That's right. I'm sure you guys remember the game Operation <laughs> with the tweezers. And then if you got them and you're trying to take the wishbone out of the center of this guy's chest and you touch the sides, oh, you got zapped. You fucked up. And so when I start to lower my penis down into this hooker's STD, dirty vaginal canal, I think to myself, just don't, just don't touch the sides. Oh, God, I touched the sides. It's like the whole point. It's like, I don't know what it's all. like. I have a pencil dick or something. It's like, hey, we, we're cool. We're cool. 
It's like sticking my dick into a light socket. No, come on, Brady Holt, San Francisco-based comedian. You got to think harder than that. You got to go. Guys. Guys. You're fucking up my set. It's like sticking your dick into a neon sign. No, come on, you gotta think harder. It's like sticking your dick into 32 megabytes of RAM. No, San Francisco only gets that. It's like sticking your dick into a Lego that's wired to a source four, pointed at a 45 degree angle. No, it's you fucking community college dropout. That's too theater technical. It's like sticking your dick, it's like sticking your dick into a beehive. It's like sticking your dick into a Bitcoin. It, I don't even know how that's possible. I just wanna stick my dick into something that's barely legal. It's like sticking your dick into an electoral college system process and somehow still getting away with it. How did he do it? It's like like sticking your dick into a female comedian is just a bad idea, you guys. Just saying, wrap it up, keep it safe, you know, my case, wear a seatbelt. Thank you. Brady Hold. Brady Hold more now with more uh, uh, energy. <laughs> Thank you, Brady Hold. That was enlightening and amazing. And I'm glad that the dogs were enjoying it too. I felt like they were I felt like they were a part of it. They're like, we don't want to stick our dick into anything either. <laughs> like, we don't want, it's like sticking your dick into a female dog that doesn't want you to have it. And then you got to let your barbed penis come out and you have to hold on to them until they let you go. And you're like, ah, I have to come first. That was, that was a beautiful set. Brady Holt. Everybody clap more for Brady Holt. Yay! Well, hey, nice, nice doggy in the corner. You are in for a treat because your next comedian used to be a priest. Seriously, I think he, he didn't just talk to God, which means he can definitely talk to dogs, right? <laughs> like if he was a priest and he talked to God, you flip it around. No, I know. He's like, I don't believe you, says the dog. You guys are in for a treat. He's a really, really, really phenomenal comedian. And we get to have him right now. And he's an old man, too. He's up this late. Man, I appreciate it so much. Clap your hands wildly, everyone, for Griffin Daly! Okay. I didn't really used to be a priest. It was just a bit I used to do. Oh, really? Oh, what the fuck? Don't you know me better than that? Well, that's the idea. That's the fucking idea, right? <laughs> oh, dear, you guys, this is fun. This guy's reminded me of the 70s, man, fucking... All that shit, we did all that shit. I mean, my fucking dick still fucking itches. Oh! Fuck. Fond memories, eh? <laughs> I often fucking miss that burning sensation, you know? I just got back from London. I was at about six months, you know. What? I haven't said nothing yet. What's your problem? What's up? What's up? He ain't a biter, is he? No. What's up, baby? What? 
We're going to start then. Let's go. All right. I like that big black one. It's much more friendly. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah. Come on. Heck, go buy a fucking puppy. This is from the day. Here comes Dad. They'll calm him down. Yeah, there you go. You guys, the fucking election. We're watching it on a telly in London in the pub. You know, everyone was laughing their fucking asses off. It's like watching Looney Tunes, wasn't it? Eh? Oh, it was. I mean, fucking Clinton, right? She's like, she's like the fucking wily e. coyote. Every fucking day trying to dump some new shit on fucking Donald, right? You know, come out all these fucking stories. Who <laughs> was being charged with fucking some thirteen-year-old girl? It's all this. It's all bullshit. It was, you know, it's like the coyote. Anyway. And Donald just shows up every night on the telly, like, beep, beep. <laughs> fuck, he didn't give a fuck. No, he didn't. That's one thing I admire about him, his fucking tenacity. It was, he didn't give a shit about it. He was just like, eh, we're going to, you know, do shit bigly and whatever the fuck, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know and here he is, he's fucking won, the cunt. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton, eh? Fuck me. Yeah, I mean, Hillary Clinton? You're old. You think she's pretty? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill only fucked her once. There's your answer. There's your answer. No, she's ugly as fuck, man. No, it's terrible, though. You know, the whole, whole fucking thing. I can't believe that ugly little bitch had the nerve to run against Hillary. Turn that one round just in time. Just in time! And a communist fucking mutiny radio here with all the, all the, all the new age fucking socialists. Well, that's all right. It don't matter. We'll all be fucking dead soon. We will. We will. Right? That was great, though, being back home for a few months, you know. Christmas Eve in the pub. Big boozer called The Elephant and Castle. You might have heard of it. All my old gang was there, fucking everybody I knew was there, you know, except the ones who died already, you know, about 20% of them. <laughs> In walks, about midnight, my ex-wife, the first one. Oh, Griffin Daly, look at you. You haven't changed a bit in 30 years. I said, thanks, babe. She goes, yeah, you always look 65. Oh. Fuck. Fuck. My wife, my real wife, she nudged me, she goes, um, be the better person, Griff, you know. Compliment her. I said, yeah, all right. I said, your hair looks really great like that. She said, oh, yeah, these days I often put my hair back. I said, what, back in the drawer? <laughs> <laughs> she leans in, she goes, oh, uh, remember, Griff, the 60s? Didn't we have some fun? She goes, I used to think you looked like a movie star. I said, what do I look like now? She said, well, more like a moving violation. <laughs> and she's right. That's what I am, really. Uh, it was good. Uh, on, the tr on the plane coming back, I'll oh, fuck this thing. Gently. <laughs> on the plane coming back, right? Fucking mixed bunch. It's a guy sitting right here. Because I'm stuck in the fucking middle. So there's a guy sitting right here from the Ozarks. And, you know, you have some kind of conversation going on in single-syllable words, you know. It's a Trump supporter. We've got the big Trump badge. <laughs> I said, dude, are you, um, 
You ever do online dating? Because, nah, man, I already know where all my cousins live. Girl, the other side. Um, I said, um, "You want to go back there somewhere and have some sex?" She looks at my face. She goes, "No, nah, you're too old." I looked at her face. I said, "Well, I guess I won't have to get drunk tonight then." <laughs> oh. Got to be nasty sometimes, haven't you? Is this on? Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, doesn't sound to be any louder than that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> louder than that? You're right, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't want it turned up, but just like, if you can hear me, it don't matter. If you want it louder. No, I don't want it louder. I just wondered if I need to hold it, you know. No, 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 we can make it louder. ba 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 All right. Well, anyway. I wish I could remember that Alzheimer's joke. Getting fucking old, in case you hadn't noticed. They've all got jokes about getting old, the young guys, right? Oh, no, I'm getting old because of this. Oh, no, I'm getting old. No, you know you're getting old when you've got this shit hanging off your chin. <laughs> fucking turkey neck, man. Hmm? Or when you realise you're too old to be too young to die. <laughs> oh, it don't matter. My buddy started dropping about 15 years ago. I'm fucking winning. Yeah. The heart attacks and all that shit. One of my buddies was 50 years old. Just a, two days after his 50th birthday, he stopped at a traffic light, you know, big cigarette, and he fucking dies of a heart attack right there. Oh. Slumps over the wheel. Bonk. <laughs> I can imagine he's this tall, skinny guy with a big, long nose. I can just imagine him <laughs> catching the fucking top of the wheel with his nose. You know, yeah. Jim, fucking, <laughs> a funny bastard he was. Like, mm. Yeah, I just passed the age that my dad was when he died. I'll be, I'll be 68 next week, you know, and he died at 67. I was like, I'm fucking beat my old man, you know. <laughs> World War II vet, survived five years in the fucking desert, chasing Rommel and all those cunts, you know. That was fucking, that's what to do when you're a teenager, isn't it, eh? Get a fuck, fuck. That's why I'm fucking crazy, because he was a fucking lunatic, you know. You just get the fucking belt, every, all that shit. Now you live in, you don't, you live in good times now, kids, except that, you know, for all the sex in the 60s and 70s. You Spare know. the rod, spoil the child. Uh, what? Spare the rod, spoil the child. What? <laughs> no, it's the 60s thing. You beat your children. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trying to get their fucking home back on the Germans, you know. You beat your children. That's what they used to say, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, I'm going deaf too. It's mostly on this side, you know. That's why probably why I can't hear these people laughing. Oh, now I got you. When I look at them, I can hear them. See. And my wife, she's a gourmet, sh gourmet chef. She does all this fancy, it's fucking great, you know. 
calls me the other day. He says, oh, Griff, uh, lunch is coming. I'm smoking some herrings. I said, well, I want to smoke some heroin too. <laughs> like you. You did it, right? You know. Free basically. <laughs> no, it's fucking great stuff. Don't you listen to all the stories and lies. Have a go. Have a go. Get, do the up. When, when I get cancer, I'm going straight down to the corner and getting some... Batum. Yeah. Right? Great. Everyone wants to fucking do it. <laughs> you all want to do it. Right? And you're all hoping one day the doctor says, you've got three months to live, so you can go and get fucking heroin stuck in your arm. Right? You fucking do want that. Everyone wants that. That's the way to go, right? Better than burning up in a car, right? Right? <laughs> hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fell over three times. Three times in a month with this fucking hip, right? Yeah, no, a couple of years ago. Oh, do you mind not interrupting the joke? I'm just. There's <laughs> too much of that stuff you've been eating. What is it you're eating? Oh, never mind. I should put more shoe polish in it a bit. <laughs> anyway, no, it's a, you know, I felt, it's, can I start? I fell over three times in a month. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I go to the doctor, right? So, oh, Mr. Daly, why did you fall down? I said, well, that's the only direction you can go when you fall. <laughs> Fucking try and fall sideways, it don't work, you know. (laughs) He said, no, but the reason, did you trip? I said, no, not since Woodstock. (laughs) You were there, right? No? Was trying to get there, though, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, dear. Then he pokes me in the tummy, he goes, look at this. You're overweight for your height. I said, come on, Doc, you don't know how high I am. (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) I am in the right room, though, right? Yeah. Oh, dear. It's lovely, ain't it? Mm. I'm trying to... I've got a couple of new jokes now. I've forgotten them because you know what it's like. Uh, uh, I bet you guys when Jesus was born, right, when Jesus was born, everyone was like, well, thank God at last. Now we can start counting forwards in time. (laughs) 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 Now, young people don't like advice from old guys, right? You don't. I mean, you know, you fucking don't, right? I, I, old guys trying to give me like, yeah, yeah, old cunt, fuck off. You know, that's what... You, but I want to just give you young people one small tip here, look. Never, never wink at a dude who's wearing an eye patch. probably happened to you sometime. This is what, look, I've got to go now, but I just want to say, because Jesus is coming out, he's fantastic. The real, this is the real Jesus. 
But, yeah, look. Life is, it's not fucking all that great for an old sugar daddy. As you, you, you know, it's not, it's not. Just this morning, right, this young girl, she looks up at me, she goes, Griffin, you really are a dirty, dirty old man. I said, baby, you had every opportunity to wash my cock before you sucked it. I gave her 50 bucks and a toothbrush. I said, now get back in class before the teacher sees you're gone. No, no, it wasn't high school. It was the police academy. Those girls need the money. Thank you, guys. Griffin Daly, everyone, yes! Hey everybody, before we move on, everybody turn around and clap wildly for Zunzu running the ones and twos. Zunzu, David Gersher, he's doing it every week for us here, making it happen. Thank you so much. Your next comedian, he's uh, my favorite dirtbag. That's, that's the only way I have to bring him up with. He gonna tell maybe he'll talk about heroin i don't know what he's gonna talk about he's an amazing human being he's a very very funny comedian also a great artist if you um the piece in the corner with the purple man's face being crazy that's one of his and then there's some in the back the one right there by jesus's face of the other one of the sneering man that is also one of zach wiseman's pieces you guys you're in for a treat you're gonna love him or not. I mean, he's really he's really a mixed bag. People either love him or they don't. I do. Clap your hands wildly for Zach Wiseman. Yay! I've never done heroin in my life. Hey, you guys know how white people are all like, and my dad's like, uh, you're a disgrace and I'll never respect you. You know what I mean? Huh? Relatable? No? Fuck. Uh, I do like drugs. I like drugs a lot. Because uh, uh, drugs have a lot of uh, transferable skills that you learn. Like you learn how to uh, tell yourself no pretty adamantly. You're like, ah, can't do any more meth today. Because then today's going to be tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and it, like, it'll break. You can't be, you can't be uh, like, totally self-centered when you're on drugs. Because uh, at some point, you'll end up hating everything. And you just direct that inward. And then you will hate yourself. So you just got to, you know, step out. Shut the fuck up. You got to step outside yourself, you know? So I did some acid a while ago. And I had the realization that Bill Clinton is a wizard. And he summoned ISIS. <laughs> he did this uh, when he asked them if they could define what is is. Give me the def. And he summoned ISIS. He did it. It was him. He did it. It's the Clintons. They did it. He did it. He's a wizard. I wonder how many uh, deep cover terrorists planted in America uh, have been turned by white women. There was some nice blonde lady with, a, with an Arabic fetish, and now he's sitting in a mall somewhere holding a purse like, I could have been a martyr! <laughs> Fuck. 
I don't, uh, I don't call them terrorists because they don't terrify me. I think I have a lot in common with terrorists. Uh, one, uh, we both like heroin. Uh, and two, 9-11 was hilarious. All right. They're just uh, drug using joke writers, and I, I can relate to that. I like to watch the uh, the highlight reels that uh, the terrorist groups put up because they uh, they put up good montages of them chasing people around and killing them. Nice explosions and shit. If uh, if you don't have a soul like I don't, uh, they're fun to watch. You know, I was watching this one, uh, and they took all the bodies, the people they killed, and throwing them in this pit. It's a big old deep pit. You can't see the bottom. They're just throwing these bodies, right? And they huck this one body, and it gets stuck on like a rock, like halfway down the cliff face. Uh, and then everybody's like, ah. Oh. And then another guy throws a body, and then knocks both bodies down. You know how like you bounce a basketball out of a tree? It was like the same kind of thing, right? Uh, and then everybody's yelling, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And I like to learn things uh, contextually. Uh, and there I learned Allahu Akbar means nice shot, you know? So <laughs> it's good to know. <clears throat> I'm all for jihad and whatnot, you know, kill people you hate, go for it, woo, right? Uh, but I'm not about thievery. I'm not, not pro-stealing at all. And they are not returning any of those planes, and that's kind of fucked up, you know what I mean? Like the plane never did anything to you. Leave the plane alone. Do you guys think that when the aliens kill the dinosaurs, they're like, uh, make it look like an accident. <laughs> uh, I don't like that joke either. No talking, Pam. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Can we all agree that drugs are better than sex, guys? Can we just uh, come out and agree on that? No? You guys are liars. You guys are like, okay, uh, when was the last time anybody in here had a good idea during sex? Has that ever happened ever? The best ideas I've had during sex were how never to see that person again <laughs> and like new things I could use for lube. You know, nothing fucking mind blowing there. I asked that question one time, and someone was like, uh, yeah, I had a good idea. Uh, I saw God. And first of all, that's not a fucking idea. You know, that's not an idea. Uh, and second, uh, did you ask God any questions? No? Okay, you're a fucking moron. That's not a good idea. You mean you talked to God, you didn't even ask him anything? That's stupid. And plus, I do ask to talk to God all the time. All the time. That's great. Also... Uh, you can do drugs in the street. Nobody cares. It's much easier to get away with than fucking in the streets. You have to shut down a street, call it a fucking street fair. So during Folsom Street Fair, uh, I play this little accordion thing. And I was playing uh, It's Amore. Da, 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 it's here, I like a big... And I was trying to get a video of me playing It's Amore while this guy got paddled in the balls. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the video. It really bummed me out. Worst day of my life, you know? It was just me walking around, uh, filming dudes getting paddled in the balls and playing a tiny accordion to some fucking goal. God damn it. I need a better life. Drugs are just better than sex. I mean, most people are in relationships 
for convenience and fear of dying alone anyway, you know? And you just die alone anyway. You just die alone in front of people. You know, that's fucking stupid. You spend, like, fucking years of your life tricking these people into loving you so you can just die in front of them and crush them. You know what I mean? Quit, quit fucking recruiting people to watch you die, you creepy fucks. Just die alone on heroin. It'll be peaceful. Ridiculous shit. You guys want to know what the worst part about doing heroin is? Well, good news, sir. There's no bad parts. It's all good. Makes you stronger, faster, more confident, better at math. People don't tell you that. It does. Look at this skin. This is great skin. I'm 32 years old. Great skin. 13, look like a fucking pizza face little monster. Turn 14, start doing heroin. Put this shit on TV, baby. Just good. I like drugs. I also like scams. I'm big into scams. Uh, I just like, because uh, people are just willingly getting scammed anyway. I mean, you fucking watch 12 ads a day, fucking whatever. Uh, so I filled up uh, this nice glass jar. It was a big jar uh, with orange juice I bought from the store. And then I bought three oranges and I took it to park and just started slowly squeezing half an orange at a time. Sold at $5 a glass. <laughs> Fucking suckers. I love it. I like scams. I'm going to go to uh, the MoMA sometime. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have uh, some art in my jacket. I'm going to look around for people and be like, hey, you, you like art? You want to buy some art? I got some art right here. And I imagine I'll sell something because fucking art people are stupid. They're real dumb. Fuck you, Russia. Fuck you, Russia. So I painted, I painted this painting. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a hot dog with ice cream on it. Right? A hot dog with ice cream on it. And it just said, fuck you, Russia. And I sold that. I saw, no words. I sold that painting uh, to an art gallery. Because <laughs> they totally got it. It was just nonsense. It's absolute gibberish. But they got it. They got it. It was worth $200 for the, to them. <laughs> I can't wait till uh, I scam enough people to be rich so I could just do dumb shit with my money. Like, I want to buy all the horses that they're just going to kill. I'm going to buy them all up, and then I'm just going to keep them racing. I'm just going to keep these fucking horses running forever. Clog up all your rich people races with fucking terrible horses. <laughs> And they're going to all have the same name and just like one letter change, right? It's going to be fucking beautiful. I hate people. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? You got any uh, good inventive suicides out there? Anything... No, not nothing? You guys not creative? Or are you going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards? Pills. Pills? Cowards way out. I like it. <laughs> I think a great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. You know? Because at least one of those things is unnecessary. If you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. <laughs> Solve that one, monk. Think another great way to kill yourself would be to hang yourself from... Uh, Helium balloons. 
and then just drift through the sky, seizing from oxygen deprivation. In my mind, these are all pastel uh, balloons, you know, just for the aesthetic. <laughs> I think another great way to kill yourself would be to cut your wrists nice and deep, uh, you know, down the street, not, a, not across the road, you know, uh, on a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, just for that fucking picture at the end. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor blood-soaked people. But hey, you're making memories that day. They're not forgetting that trip to Six Flags. Happy 15th, Tommy! <laughs> hey, look, uh, we can't afford to get you a car next year, but I guarantee it'll be a better birthday. So uh, you got that to look forward to. I think another great way to kill yourself... I don't think about this ever. I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody jumps off, neglecting that from peak to roadway is ample distance to kill yourself. And also, I would like to point out that if you jump uh, from the peak to the road, uh, you die every time. Every fucking time. There's no... Because look, because look, nobody wants to hear that time, that story about that time. Uh, you're like, well, I was going to kill myself, and then I did it. Didn't stick, you know? And they're like, fuck, man, you want some more hors d'oeuvres? Or, this is really awkward now. Just kill yourself every time. You jump onto the bridge, uh, you land on a car. And fucking ruin somebody else's day, too. That'd be great. You're making the news. Uh, paint a painting of yourself jumping onto the bridge, and then jump on the bridge. The painting's worth like $5,000 now. Good work. So, uh... If I ever have kids, you know what they're getting in their inheritance. Mm. You guys ever notice that cunts are usually the angriest about being called cunts? That's observational humor. And very Jerry Seinfeld-esque, huh? I like that joke uh, because it's literally only offensive to cunts. So if anybody's getting mad at that, maybe just don't admit it. All right. So eels are fucking terrifying. Fuck yeah, they're like, they're like zero gravity snakes. I don't need that shit. If I don't need snakes flying at my fucking head, no way, not me. Not this guy. I got better things to do than fucking deal with flying snakes. I thought about becoming a pedophile, guys. You know, just for a while, I just considered it. But then I realized those kids have tiny dicks. And they don't even get hard. That's bullshit. I'm not waiting around for a seven-year-old to thumb his limp dick in my ass, you know what I mean? I have better things to do when fucking... Ah, shit. Look, I know I say a lot of weird, terrible shit. Uh, I only mean half of it, don't worry. Sometimes uh, people come up to me after my sets and they'll be like, uh, Jesus Christ, Zach, did your dad not hug you enough when you were a child? And first of all, that's not your fucking line. Somebody told that to you when you were fucking seven. Don't use your hack lines on me. Second of all, 
maybe my dad didn't hug me enough. Maybe, you know? But he fucked me all the time, so it's not like he wasn't there for me. It's not like he was some absentee father, you know? He was always there for me with his giant cock, you know? Big old dad cocks. Baby cock, dad cock. This lady's awesome. So, um... Uh, they always try to give me tickets for uh, stealing transit, which is, I find, uh, hilarious, right? Like, hey, look, I'm too for- poor to pay for it, so you're going to charge. That's, g- okay, genius. You're not getting money out of me. Good luck. I always like to be an asshole, you know? I'm like, does it ever make you feel bad uh, that you're charging people for something they're too poor to do anyway? That's ridiculous. And look, just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have things to do, you know? I got to go buy drugs and shit. But I always, uh, I, I made the mistake the first time of giving him my real name. So Zach Wiseman has one Muni ticket. Uh, after that, I just say shit. Uh, they go, what's your name? I go, Jackson Carlson. And they're like, Jackson Carlson, huh? And I'm like, uh, yeah, with a K. And they're like, okay. Because mm-hmm. they're fucking idiots, right? They write tickets for a living. They're not smart. You give them one detail, it fucking throws them. I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, like, Scandinavian names like that. Uh, so, like, uh, Jackson would imply that I am the son of Jack. And uh, Carlson would imply that I'm also the son of Carl. This is the most San Francisco fake name I could come up with. My two gay dads. All right, I'm leaving. Zach Wiseman, everyone. I actually fucked Zach Wiseman up when he was on the bus with me. And... The, the the cops came on and he left the bus but on the bus seat he left his information he left his ID and all of his shit and so I go running after him Zach, Zach you left your shit on the bus but it was because he was leaving the bus and they were trying to contact him and he's like fuck you Pam you're ruining my game he was going to be like, I have no ID. I was like, I was like handing him his ID as they were like, you have no ID. I was the dick in that situation. I, well, I fucked up on that one. You're, he left it on the seat for a reason, but I fucked up. That was the problem. I don't even know. I, I pay, I, I pay for Muni. I, I have my own, I have a, I have a feline pass. It's a lifeline pass, but if you cut cut off the LI, it's just this feline. Your headliner, you guys, is so amazing. I'm actually gonna go outside and tell everybody to come the fuck inside because it this is an incredible moment that you guys are gonna see. He is so scrumtralescent. He is so sparkly and amazing. He is everything that's good about jazz hands and sparkle motion. You guys are gonna love right now. Hey, Seuss, you better motherfucking work! Thank you, thank you so, so much, Pam. Thanks, Pam, for getting everybody in. (laughs) Oh, thank you, yes, bring this big boy in, okay? Yes, I need me a big pillow for later tonight, okay? Does does everything kind of add up, okay? Let me just quench my thirst. I'm thirsty already. I haven't even been here for one minute. I need a Starbucks. 
<laughs> it's your color bear. <laughs> See if it's your size. But thank you all so, so much. It's so great to be here at Muni Radio in the beautiful Mission District here in San Francisco for all Aries get rammed. <laughs> Can't wait for that banana-rama, okay? Thank you so much to my parents for being here tonight. It so, means so much to me. Of course, my beautiful mother and my father in the middle there. Uh, thank you all for sticking around. I really do appreciate our beautiful Mutiny Radio Studio audience. Thank you so, so much. And to my fellow Aries, happy birthday to each and every one of you. You know, the key to this lineup, Pam, is, you know, you take every single comic that you've heard or seen tonight, and you put them all together, and then you get me, Jesus, you better work, okay? <laughs> I don't know about that pedophile shit, though, girl, okay? But, <laughs> have mercy. And of course, thank you to uh, the fabulous uh, Dave over in that booth over there. Good Lord, can't wait to take over that booth, girl. Nice dim lighting for some dim song. And of course, to Mutiny Radio's very own Pam Benjamin, thank you so, so much for everything you do, girl. A host that sticks around for the entire show? God, I thought that was a joke. Oh God, but it is so great to be here. You know, all Aries get rammed. I know you said this show wasn't too thematic, um, Pam, but uh, I had to download you know, some information about us Aries, okay? Aries the lover, specifically. Uh, do we have any other Aries besides our comics here tonight? Oh, you're, who, you're, oh, you're, oh, Pam's man is an Aries girl. What's your sign, Pam? Libra, I'm a Libra. Oh, you know, it says compatible signs for Aries are actually not Libras, but rather, <laughs> but rather Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aquarius, honey. What are you, big boy? Just say it. What, what are you besides a bottom? Come on, tell us. <laughs> Doesn't really matter, right? Okay. Yeah, because it says here, being ruled by active and sexual Mars. Here, I thought it was Uranus. <laughs> there is no use beating about the bush when saying that sex is of primary importance to us Aries. Uh, so any partner of Aries will have to get used to this from the outset of a relationship with you. Is that true, Pam? Is uh, your man uh, nice and sexual? He's 10 years younger than me, so yeah. Uh, okay. Girl. Why measure in years when you can measure in inches, okay? This is totally my crowd. Thank you, of course, so, so much to MutinyRadio.fm listeners. I can, I can see them putting the earplugs as, as I speak. But, you know, a, a friend of mine recently got the braces on her teeth and she was telling me that the dentist included a complimentary teeth bleaching. And you know, looking at her teeth, as beautiful as they were, the only thing I could think of was everything that my conservative, religious, Mexican mother has always wanted for me, to be straight, of course, and white. Oh, yeah. um, too bad you're our uh, first comic who was in the US Armed Forces left, because you know, I recently had a, a little love rendezvous, you know, this is the one that loves to love. Uh, with a gentleman that served the United States Armed Forces, yeah, but I didn't have a gag reflex like you, sir, okay? But yes, you know, he served in the United States Armed Forces, but unfortunately got injured while serving. Uh, but I didn't feel too bad for him because this guy from the U.S. Armed Forces left me with a little prize of my own, a little uh, Aries fire down there, if you know what I mean, which led me to make a reservation at my favorite Here. San Francisco restaurant, the San Francisco City Clinic, where they always have a table ready for me. Okay, <laughs> 
How about now? Am I good? How about if I just put it on this long, delicious black pole here? Mm. Okay. Now we just got to make it. Oh, sorry. How do you? I'm. God, a headliner who doesn't even know how to work the mic stand. God, I'm so embarrassed. Next thing, people are gonna think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, as I'm sitting there at the San Francisco City Clinic waiting to get treated, I'm thinking, well, the fact that I got this from a guy who served the United States Armed Forces and got injured means that that makes two of us with honorable discharges. So it's actually quite, it wasn't too bad, you know? Uh, you know, but as, um, as much as I, you know, sexually adventurous as I am, I haven't always been. I've been kind of sexually a late bloomer as an Aries. But fortunately, I had, you know, uh, sexually um, uh, advanced gay friends who, uh, you know, uh, took me by the hand and other things and led me to be a little bit more adventurous. For instance, they took me to my very first glory hole. And, yeah, my mom would be so proud. And if you don't know what a glory hole is, or you're pretending not to know it, because some of you are looking familiar from the waist down, <laughs> there's uh, glory holes. You know, if, if walls were cheese, glory holes would be the Swiss cheese uh, of walls. It's, uh, it's a wall with a hole uh, conveniently located at waist level so that uh, a man or a woman, actually, I've heard, uh, can put their front or backside and, and receive pleasure, um, you know, either very discreetly or anonymously. <laughs> Call me. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, but when I went to my very first glory hole, I, you know, I, I was so, you know, sexually naive that I stood there in front of this wall with holes all over it, and I didn't know what to do except toss a beanbag at it. <laughs> and I was, I felt so bad, too, because all I heard when I said that was, ouch, my brown eye. I felt so, so bad. <laughs> but, you know, as an aspiring stand-up, oh, hey, you bought a work, girl. Yes, you are nice and alive now. You know, um, as an aspiring stand-up comedy, you get to perform in so many different types of venues. And in addition to Mutiny Radio being one of my all-time favorite places to perform, uh, a drag queen show is also another one of my favorites. And you know, despite that I'm obviously a proud member of the LGBTQ, I'm in the PQRSTUV community, choose a letter and have a C, we'll be with you shortly. <laughs> Um, even I learned new things uh, at things like a, at a drag queen show. If you didn't know, uh, the dressing room at a drag queen show is also referred to as the Tucker Room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I've been inside of a room with that many hidden penises since my mother barged into my bedroom at my all-boy quinceanera slumber party. <laughs> it was uh, quite the fiesta. Yes. Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin. Girl, this thing is like, maybe I'll just switch my... Sorry. I can't Look at wait. me. <laughs> Look at me showing off being ambidextrous. <laughs> well, you know, but as much as I love being a part of the Rainbow community, uh, you know, it's a very diverse community, if you, if you don't know. And, you know, which of course leads to inevitable conflict within our own community. Case in Ballpoint Pen, I had the pleasure of being a part of a benefit show in June of last year. Now, it's gonna get a little bit more, a little more serious, but this is a benefit show for those, uh, the loved ones of those that lost someone in the Orlando, Florida Pulse nightclub shooting. You know, because someone that was a repressed homosexual ended up uh, murdering 49 people. Let's not forget, beautiful people. Um, and the show was going great, you know. I, I had a great set, the performers all before and after me all getting it on stage. Then we heard a commotion in the back part of the bar where the show was taking place. And it turns out that there was a physical altercation between a group of black female patrons and one of the bar staff there. Now, there's a lot of versions, but what we know is that 
the, the bar staff, who happens to be a white male, physically pinned down the black female. Now, one side claims that it was in pure self-defense because they were attacked first. Another side claims that it was just pure violence motivated by you know, misogyny and racism. I mean, there are more sides to this story than at Thanksgiving dinner, honey, okay? But those of us watching the show uh, found out about what happened when one of the black females ran up on stage while a comic was performing, and this comic happens to be a white female, and she grabbed the microphone from the comic and announced that a black female had just, black female had just been assaulted by a white male, and that if we stayed there, we would be supporting you know, misogyny and racism. I'm sitting there, you know, just as alarmed as everybody else, and I'm thinking, is this part of the show? Because if so, you know, why at an LGBTQ benefit show would they want to reenact the whole Kanye West Taylor Swift incident? I mean, what type of performance art is this? But of course, you know, I soon realized, immediately realized that unlike Kanye West and Taylor Swift, this was actually something to be taken very serious. But I kid you not, Mutiny Radians, you know, in a blink of a brown eye, there was a clear racial divide within our own community event. You know, it was white on one side, it was black on the other. Um, I have, you know, friends on both sides, and I took refuge actually with a group of senior citizens that were there supporting the show. And, you know, <laughs> metaphor metaphorically, it all made sense because, you know, there was white, there was black, and I felt very much caught in the gray area. Oh! Mm -hmm. And you know, by that time, it, it was actually late at night and I had my contact lenses in and they were extremely dry because my eyes were tired. Uh, but you know, seeing these two sides, you know, even my extremely dry contacts had more solution than what these two sides were coming up with. That's right. But you know, if you were there, you would be able to feel the tension that honestly was existing between our own community. And you know, I realized right there that the fact that things had already gotten physical, this could seriously just break out into a physically violent brawl. And when I realized that, you know, I started tiptoeing towards the black side because I knew if that did happen that they would win. You know, just looking out for my safety here, just keeping it real. <laughs> but you know, I, Jesus, you better work, am a firm believer that comedy, comedy can bring about a union between two opposing sides. So I mustered up the courage right there and then, all mustered, no catch up. <laughs> to get in between these two uh, dueling sides and you know, tell some of my jokes in order to, um, you know, in hopes of getting them together. And I kid you not, 415, when I spilled some jokes, you know, it was like an airport in there because both sides were united. Mm -hmm. Yes, because both sides, right, because both sides equally hated my comedy and united to whoop my ass. <laughs> but we got them together. Fun fact, uh, white plus black on brown equals blue and purple. <laughs> it's like a whole nother rainbow. <laughs> well, I think like a good Sagittarius that deserves a swallow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does it look like yours? <laughs> That's him, officer. <laughs> God, he's gonna think I'm gay. Um, Let's see here. Well, let's see. Switching Richard gears a little bit. Uh, I know of a book that uh, teaches the reader how to wish someone a happy new year in different languages. And after reading this book, clearly the author is not BFFs with one of my BFFs, the one and only Rosetta Pumicestone, because the author got it incorrect in Spanish. You know, for those of you that might know, the way we say happy new year en español is feliz año nuevo. Mm -hmm. And then the word año, which means year, there's a tilde over the letter N. That's a little squiggly thing that looks like toothpaste over a toothbrush. Yes. 
and the author in this case left out the tilde, therefore converting the word año into ano, which actually means anus. Muni Radio and MuniRadio.fm listeners, this author was teaching the reader how to wish someone a happy new anus in Espanol. Now, you, you gotta be careful with that. You could potentially offend a lot of people. Personally, however, a new anus is perhaps one of the best things you could ever wish me, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a lot of us in this beautiful mutiny radio station that could benefit from a new anus for so many different reasons. Yeah, especially you, right? <laughs> because a new anus is a happy one. So on that note, Feliz Ano Nuevo. Happy new anus to us all from yours truly. Yes. Girl, let me check this. Thyme, basil, and cumin, hunty. Well, let me see here. What should I talk about next? Well, you know, uh, my sexuality hasn't actually always been accepted. Um, specifically, in my case, it was by my, my, by my mother. I remember I was about eight years old, and we were sitting at the kitchen table, and it was just myself and my immediate Latino family, so, you know, just 25 of us. <laughs> and somehow the topic of my older brother and myself possibly becoming gay in the future came up. And I remember very clearly my mother with her finger uh, wiggling between my brother and myself uh, saying, you know, if I ever find out that the, either of the two of you turn out gay, you could just forget about being a part of this family. Oh. And you know, I, with her finger just moving like that back and forth in my face, I almost didn't really, clear, really understand what she said because I just envisioned something similar in my near future like that in my face. You know, but power bottom line, I understood what she said. And the next day I signed up for something butch called soccer. <laughs> and I remember, I remember hearing soccer. I'd rather sock him. But you know, once I started reading up on soccer, I actually became quite interested because I read that in soccer, there's a coach. And I was like, oh cool, this sport comes with a purse. It's gonna be a lot more fabulous than I thought. <laughs> but then of course, of coitus, I found out that, um, you know, a coach in soccer is actually an older guy that would be teaching us young boys how to play. So then I got really excited. <laughs> but then, of course, I had to get, you know, my soccer outfit. And the fact that I called it an outfit should have been rainbow flag, if you ask me. <laughs> but, you know, I had to get something called shin guards. And in case there are any Jesus Butter works out in this lovely Mutiny Radio audience, shin guards are what soccer players use to protect their legs. You know, I had to protect my legs from the balls, girl. And, you know, even though I was only eight, I already had hairy legs. And I remember the shin guards were actually pulling on my leg hair. So when the guy assisting me asked how they felt, I told him, oh, no, not by the hair of my shinny shin shin. <laughs> but cut to the first day of soccer practice. You know, they put me up as none other than goalie. And they immediately took me off as goalie. They immediately took me off as goalie because with all those balls coming my way, I couldn't help but let them in. <laughs> Yes, you better laugh. <laughs> he is laughing, girl. But I, I begged my teammates and my soccer coach to give me a second chance as goalie. And second time is a charm for Jesus. You better work because second time around, not one of those soccer balls made it past me. Mm -hmm. And what really impressed my teammates and my soccer coach is that I caught each and every one of those soccer balls with my mouth. That's right. Yes, Dave in the booth, you better clap. You know, and it just goes to further illustrate that one is born as fabulous as they are because even uh, at the tender age of eight, intuitively, I knew I would be best with balls when I did not use hands. Okay. <laughs> Let me just quench. 
Oh my God. So Pam, I wanted to do, a, I have um, just a, two more quick little bits and I wanted to do a sound check because I'm not sure if the music oh, is gonna work. so much. No, no, we have it. Will it, because sometimes it, there's a problem with hearing the music here in this no, no, part of. No, there isn't a problem. What, no problem. What happened? Oh, they have oh, good. He yeah. has it in the booth. We're okay, all okay. So well, uh, there's not time just yet. I just wanted to, to put it out there. It's all good. There's no problem whatsoever. Girl, I can, I can do interpretive dance. I don't even need the music, okay? Um, but, you know, I, I knew... Um, oh, wait, we can put it down here. Yeah, Thank you. you. Things out of the way. I don't want you to it's get all hurt. good. No. Oh, that's my hair. <laughs> but, you know, I knew my mother... Are, are, are the heterosexuals doing okay? I mean, I know he's totally my crowd. Okay, good. Okay, good, girl. You like your man? What sign is he? What is that? What sign is he? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you better watch. She's like, um, what the hell are you? <laughs> Girl, the sign is to my house, okay? Uh, Virgo, wow. Are you happy with him? Yeah. Have a cookie. <laughs> well, I mean, I would be happy with that, too. Yeah, how do the two of you meet and stuff? Yeah. No, I'm totally relating to my heterosexuals here. I'm a bartender. Drinking. Drink. Girl, yes. Well, the way I bond with mine is swallowing, so it's kind of the same thing, okay? Yes, you better laugh, heterosexuals. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I knew my mother had finally accepted me for who I truly was when I was about 22, 23 years old. So, you know, just like two years ago. <laughs> is that white out of my birth certificate? But, you know, she and I were at a grocery store, and um, I remember the male checker that was assisting us, I guess, saw what a big, delicious piece of produce I am and started checking me out, too, you know? And the feeling was Washington Mutual, so I was on the chase. And my mother saw us checking each other out, and she quote-unquote whispered, loud enough for him to hear, of course, why is that guy staring at you like that? So that embarrassed him, and that was the end of that. I let her approach my mother and told her, Mom, you know, I know you're still getting used to this whole gay thing. You know, you say it's a phase that's going to last forever. Uh, but, you know, he and I were just looking at each other. You know, it was all innocent. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't get upset about that. And my mother responded, well, it wasn't that he was looking at you that upset me. It was that when he was looking at you, I happened to look down, and I saw that he had gotten excited down there. And I was like, oh, my... I'm so sorry you had to see that. Why didn't you tell me so that I could see too? But, you know, I told her, well, look at it this way, Mom. You know, the, the fact that he was looking at me and consequently got excited down there just goes to, to prove that he genuinely finds me attractive. You should be flattered by that, especially because, you know, people say that you and I look alike. And my mother's response to this is what confirmed that she had accepted Jesus as you better work. She said, well, it wasn't that he got excited down there that upset me. It was that it was only about three inches of excitement. And three inches is not good enough for my gay son. I said, oh, my. Thank you so much. Just looking out for me. I'm going to close with this, and then hopefully the music will, will, um, will, will work, and then we can do a little encore with that, OK? But you know, growing up um, hasn't. Um, yeah, I grew up in kind of a rough neighborhood. In my neighborhood, it was there was a, a violence, um, a problem with gang violence. I remember there was like one block, you know, there'd be a, a group of gang guys with uh, you know red bandana hanging out their back pocket. Where was that? Huh? Where was that? I'll tell you later, boo boo. Okay. <laughs> Where were you at? Okay, trying to defend me from all the gangs. It was in an undisclosed location. It's gentrified now, so it doesn't really matter. 
And I walked like maybe you know two more blocks. There was a whole other group of gang guys, but these sporting you know blue bandanas in their back pocket. And obviously, you know, they didn't go into each other's neighborhoods unless, of course, they were looking for trouble. And that was a full-blown gay man. You know, it makes me think that these gangster guys with the red and blue bandanas may want to think twice about going to a gay neighborhood sporting these bandanas. Let me tell you all why. We in the rainbow community also have a little something-something that uses the uh, colored bandanas, something known as the hanky code. Mm-hmm. Now, the hanky code was used uh, primarily the late, in the 70s, early 80s amongst men who have sex with men to communicate with each other what they were into and sexually, since each color of the bandana and the uh, hanky code represents a specific sexual activity. Yeah, white boy, you better listen up now, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding, don't gay bash me. Um, as it pertains to the uh, red and blue bandanas, the blue bandana and the hanky code represents everyone's favorite, anal sex, ouch. And the red bandana represents something even more interesting, something known as fisting. That's when you suck it to them and planet Uranus mutiny radio. Yes. So it makes me think, you know, the next time one of these gang guys goes into a, a, a gay neighborhood sporting, say, the blue bandana, he's going to get assaulted with a man pulled to his hole. And if it's one of these gang guys that goes into a gay neighborhood with the red bandana, guaranteed he's going to get punched. Specifically, he's getting an uppercut to the butt. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mission District, but I think it'd be pretty interesting to see how a blood floods. Oh. <laughs> or how a crip rips. Oh. <laughs> well, all I know is that the only thing I could tell these gang guys after undergoing all this anal destruction as a form of consolation is, <laughs> Feliz Ano Nuevo! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can we test this music, please, see what's going on? To the left, move it to the right, double time, double time, I show them what they like. Look at it, look at it, slow motion freeze. Stop for the camera, pop up, I see one of these. Whistle why you work, why you work, how to be shake, how to be shake, how to be You know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I want to rock you, Chaka, baby, because you make me want to scream.